Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hello everybody, welcome to the Binge on Self-Love podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi, I'm your host. I hope you have a wonderful week so far. It's August already. I can't believe how quickly the last two years are passing. It's scary. It's going to be Christmas in less than five months already. And then 2021 will be over. Anyway, today I've decided to cover something a little different. Something that's more from the procrastination and self-development part of the spectrum of this podcast. And also something that at first glance seems unrelated to eating disorders, although it is not entirely true. And that's the compound effect. If you don't know what that is, don't worry, I didn't know what that was either until about a year ago or so, when I first heard Stephen Barlett talking about this in his The Diary of a CEO podcast, which by the way, I highly, highly recommend listening to. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to listen to it if you like. I want to start today on a little different note and ask you two questions. Let's say you want to run a 10k race, but you've never ever really run before. What do you think will happen if you make up your mind and go for a run today? Probably not much. Maybe you will be able to run for a couple of minutes. Maybe you will walk most part of the run. Either way, you probably won't achieve the goal just yet. But what do you think will happen if you go for a run? Well, I wanted to say every day, but we know that's not healthy. So let's go with every other day or with three times a week or something like that. What do you think will happen if you will go for a run three times a week for the entire year? I would say you will probably be able to run 10k with no problems and chances are that you will actually be able to run even more than that. Another example which is going to sound really stupid but let's go for it. What do you think will happen if you won't shower today? Probably not much. Maybe you will feel sweaty or stinky or uncomfortable, but probably not much will happen. But what do you think will happen 
if you won't take a shower for the entire year. Not only you will probably be really stinky and sticky and uncomfortable, but chances are you will develop some like health issues, skin issues, whatever issues as well for not taking a shower the entire year. And that's the power of the compound effect. Doing something day to day may not bring many results, but after a longer period of time, it is what makes the actual difference. In other words, you don't have to break a record every single day. You just need to show up every day, take that little step, and that's it. It doesn't make much difference on the day-to-day basis, but in the larger scheme of things, it is what makes the actual difference. That's how you learn to speak French. That's how you learn to play the piano. That's how you learn to play tennis. That's how you learn pretty much anything in life. By doing something, even just very little, but doing it often and doing it consistently. And the reason why I've chosen the idea of the compound effect for today's episode is on purpose because it's something I find personally really interesting because keeping and sticking to my goals is something I struggle with and therefore I want to learn more about what role the compound effect play in our lives. And if it's something that you want to learn more about as well, keep listening. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enchanté. I would say that I am a pretty ambitious person. Some of the goals that I have for myself are very difficult to reach. But since being very young, I remember I told myself and I promised myself if other people can achieve these amazing things that I admire so much, why couldn't I? What is it so different about me that I couldn't do it? But at the same time, I'm someone who's really, really impatient And if I want something, I want it now. And I think my desire to be perfect combined with the impatience and my very low, almost non-existent self-confidence is what makes me give up on most of my goals very quickly. I set myself a goal, I do something about it a couple of times, but since I don't see any actual results a couple of weeks in, I tend to give up. And the sad part though is that I usually don't see any of those unsuccessful attempts as something to learn from, but I rather take it as a proof that I'm just not good enough and that someone like me just can't achieve anything great in life. I'm sure many of you out there also dream big, which is amazing. For example, you want to learn something new, get better at some hobby or some skill, or you want to live life the way you've been dreaming of for so long, but somehow you haven't yet been able to reach your goals, maybe not even get any closer to reaching them actually than writing them down on a piece of paper for that matter. But why is that? Well, one of the reasons can be that we are setting ourselves goals the wrong way. What I've always done is that I set myself a really huge and difficult to achieve, almost unrealistic goal. For example, when it comes to my career, I would set a goal something similar to this. Build a multi-million dollar business in one year. When it comes to my health, I would set a goal something like Recover in three months or lose 10 kilograms in two months. Just FYI, I no longer do that. I know it's unhealthy, but unfortunately, I used to set goals like that when I was struggling with binge eating disorder every single day. 
Or I would set myself a goal that's very broad, like learn every business skill in the world or become better at marketing. As you can clearly see, I could never achieve those goals because they were because the way they were set up was so unrealistic and not really specific. I mean, becoming the best marketer takes years, if not the entire life. So I can't be surprised that after reading one book, I'm not any closer to becoming a better marketer. Setting goals the smart way, which is something I've learned in marketing, could be the solution here. Basically, that means setting goals that are as specific and time-framed as possible, but also that are realistic and achievable. Setting yourself a goal to become the world's best athlete in six months and win 10 gold medals sounds really tempting, but in reality, it's not likely going to happen. Not because you're not good enough or because you're not capable of reaching that goal, but because the way the goal is structured is so unrealistic. I'm not an athlete, so I can only guess, but I quite fairly assume that becoming a great athlete, let alone a world's best athlete, takes a lot of time and also a lot of physical and mental training. It takes years and years of practice and effort and experience to reach that level, and it would be just impossible for someone who has never ever done anything like that before to achieve it in such a short time. I understand this may be a little too far-fetched example, but the point is the same with any goal set up in an unrealistic way. I used to do this all the time myself and I still do that sometimes and I've always failed. But setting your goals as clear and as specific and as time-framed and as realistic as possible is already setting you up for success. Now that we have our goals set in a realistic and achievable way, what we may find ourselves doing is expecting the results to come immediately. And if not immediately, then very quickly. And again, that's something that's very likely not going to happen. Why? Because every change in life takes time. Even the people we like to call the overnight success have a long path of practice and effort behind them. As I've mentioned earlier, I am quite an impatient person and I like to achieve things the right way. Unfortunately, that hardly ever happens. Therefore, I give up very quickly. It's one of the things that I need to work on because it's it's like planting a seed, watering it two times and then being pissed off because it hasn't grown into a beautiful plant yet. This is the place where the compound habit may come into play. What the compound effect means is that you do something every single day or just on a regular basis and on a day-to-day basis you don't see much if any difference. For example, if you will have a pizza for breakfast, lunch and dinner on one day, not much is probably going to happen. But if pizza would be all you would eat all day every day, the consequences over time would be significant. And as you can guess, eating pizza all day is not the best move. You would probably end up depleted of important nutrients and healthy, and you would probably feel not very good mentally and physically. 
Same if you will go for a walk every single day, you won't notice much difference on a day-to-day basis, but over time you will start you will start noticing all of the benefits that walking every day has. You will notice how much your stamina has improved, how much better you feel and how much your health has improved overall. And the same exact thing applies to anything in our lives, including our goals. The goals we set are complex things we want to achieve. So the smaller chunks we divide those goals into, the bigger chance we will have of achieving them. And if we can work on our goals every single day, do something to reach them every single day, then I believe we are setting up ourselves for success. That's why we go to school for nine years and then for four more years and some people for additional more years after that because it's impossible and unrealistic to learn everything we need to know in a short period of time. And every day we are in school, we don't see much difference in what we've learned, but in the scope of months and years, we've learned so, so much. It doesn't really matter what your goal is, whether it's health-related, money-related, career-related, family-related. And even if your goal is to recover from an eating disorder, there is some tiny little step that you can take every single day. It won't feel like you're doing much. It won't make much difference on a day-to-day basis. But again, in the long term, it will make a true difference from where you were some time ago and where you are now. And what I love about the compound effect is that that it's sustainable. Doing a little pace off more than doing something big every now and then without any sign of consistency. I think we choose to do or not to do these little things every day, whether we realize it or not. So just imagine how much of an impact can your seemingly insignificant decision today have on your life in a few months or in a couple of years. So that's all I have for you in today's episode. I hope you liked it and enjoyed it. It was something different from my usual scope of things I talk about, but I honestly felt a little overwhelmed by the topic of eating disorders and body image as it's been something I've been focusing on for the past few weeks and for the past few episodes, and I didn't want it to get to me. So I've chosen something that I am passionate to learn more about and I chose the idea of the compound effect. So let me know if you guys liked it. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at binchonselvav and don't hesitate to send me an email at anci at binchonselvav.com with any future episode suggestions. Have a great rest of the week, stay true to yourself and talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self-Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!